A couple weeks ago, uh, some of the kids, my kids' kids were hanging out, and um, my son Jet, as you know, is in college now, and so some of their, some of their, age, their age bracket has been graduating, going off to school, and one of their friends was over. And she was leaving for a, kind of a cool gap year faith-based program, something that, that I had actually done uh, at the same time in my life. And we wanted to give her something. We got a little card, and like Amy put together a cool little gift bag of like some, some chapstick and some little things. I said, should we give her something else? Should we give her some, you know, like, I kind of felt like, I don't know, we should, maybe I should give her a hundred bucks. Like I had to actually happen to have a hundred dollars cash around, which I never have. And I had to say, give it to her. And Amy's like, I don't know. I was like, is that kind of a lot? I know it seems kind of like a lot, but I just feel like I should just, we should just give her the money. Like we should just give her the hundred dollars and just kind of bless her. I feel like that's what I would have wanted at, at that stage. It would have meant a lot to me. And we kind of talked about it. I said, well, I don't know. Let's just give it to her and see what happens. Like, if, if there is, like, a God and there's sort of a return on, like, on these kind of things, let, like, just, let's just put it out there and, and give it to her. And I think she'll be blessed by it. So, so we give it to her and uh, in the little gift bag, and, and she takes it and leaves. And we never heard back from her at all. Have we even heard anything yet? No, I never heard a thing. Not a, not a thank you. <laughs> Nothing, you know. And that's not why we did it. But it was still a little like, okay. And I was like, well, I guess that didn't work. Next time, I'm <laughs> definitely not doing that. No, but I. But was so crazy. A couple of days later, a friend of mine who who lived who used to live here lives out of state now. He Venmo's me one hundred and fifty dollars, and he just says, "Just want to encourage you guys because we appreciate the work you're doing." And I like told Amy, "I'm like, it works, it works. This is incredible." <laughs> so today, I'm giving each of you one hundred dollars, <laughs> and then we're gonna see how that goes. I think it'll do better than uh, than my Facebook stock. But, but it's this sort of principle we'll talk about today, uh, this principle of giving, but, but more so not just giving, but how we live, but living and, and living generously. And, and if you're new and you should know, I do, I do talk about money every week. No, that's not true. But, but we're going to talk about living generously and, and living in a way that we have some kind of margin because so often we don't live with margin. We'll look at a story and we talk about giving and, and the church is part of our giving but a lot of us give other places, or maybe not at all, and, 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 or maybe you have other causes or other places, but when we talk about giving, God doesn't need our money. Like, that's not, what's God gonna do with my money? God doesn't need our money, but he wants all of you, right? So when we think about what we're, what we're giving and our generosity of our time and resource and our dollars, God doesn't need your money, but he wants all of you. And our material wealth, and this is, this is why it's so, Bible talks about money all the time and, 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 and giving and being generous and letting go very often, because throughout the history of, of mankind, material wealth is perhaps one of the greatest tethers we have to the things of this world, right? To self-interest, to, um, to our kingdoms, right? Money, wealth, resource, things are, are an idol. They just become an idol, right? I'm not saying they are to you, and, and some of us are in different places with that, but they just are. Like, we look around, it just is that way, right? Wealth is something we look up to. The, the bigger house, the bigger car, the bigger vacations, that's what we strive to be, right? Celebrity, celebrity status. We all kind of want to be a celebrity in our, own, in our own life, right? So we have a tether. tethers us to this world. And giving, when we give, it loosens the grip that that, that part of the world has on us. It reminds us that we're part of a greater story. That's not just like, oh, I've got to finish this life up with the most stuff. Right, whoever wins, ends life with the most toys wins. Like it's that, it releases us a little bit from that narrative that's constantly pulling us. So giving loosens that up. Reminds us that we hold a greater citizenship. It's not, it's not just here that we serve a greater kingdom than that of the world. And this can be hard when you think about giving over the time of, of pandemic and there's lots of certainty. And even now with the markets are sort of all over the place and there's, there's some instability, it, it gets difficult. Right? When it comes to the church, we like to think about it in, in these ways. And, I, and, I, and I, I would be doing us a disservice if I didn't ever talk about giving because I really don't. 
But it's such an important thing. We talk about it in, in the context of, of church giving and life, and life giving. We think it in the way of a percentage priority progressive. So we think about our giving. If you look at what, what you have coming in, we all are making money. We live in a great part of the world. We're all well off here. Right? I think if I look around the room, I think most of us are. We think pick a percentage. Maybe that's, maybe that's 1%. Maybe that's 0.5%. Maybe that's 2% or 3% or, or you know, all the way up. Pick a percentage of your income. I'm going to give this away. I'm going to be generous with this part of my, my, my income. That ultimately is God's anyway, right? if we believe that. It's a gift, gift from God. Pick a percentage. Make it a priority. Right? Just like, all right, this is a priority. Priority. I give. I, I, I'm going to, this is going to go out. Just like all the other things that go out from our bank accounts every, every month. Lots of things go out. We don't think about it. Pick a percentage. Make it a priority. And then periodically pray about that being progressive. Like, oh, could I do 1.5%? Could, could I do possibly 2%? Right? Just a simple, simple way to look at it. People ask me, ah, what's the best way to give? How do we give? Like, what, how does this work? There's nothing legalistic about it. You can go forwards or backwards. You can skip months or, or bless months. It's between you and God, right? It's between you and God. Do you have to give? No, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to pray. You don't have to be in community. You don't have to come to church. But you'll be shorting yourself of what God has for you. It's just a principle. Living generously is just a principle. Discipline giving is a, is, a, is a principle. It's a spiritual discipline. And the easiest thing we talk to talk about giving years is for, for me, this has worked best for me, because, listen, I am just like everybody else. Over the course of my time, of years of life, and being in, in and out of ministry, in church, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I could really be giving right now. And it's like, right, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just putting it in, reoccurring. All right, it's, it's 50 bucks a month, right? Start there. 10 bucks, or whatever it is. 500, whatever that thing is, pick it. It's just going to go out. Let me see if I can survive with that. And it's amazing, a lot of times you do. And it's not magic. I'm not telling you, oh, to start giving, you're going to see these great returns, like, oh, 50% return, 100% return. It doesn't work that way always. But there is a blessing when we, when we release unto God. Right? And the hope and the, and the challenge for us in this world like, is, is to fight against this sort of narrative that causes us to, to max out our leverage. We, we max out our credit. We have the biggest payment. What's, what's the highest payment you can afford when you're looking at a house? You're going to a car dealer, you know, a lot of like, you're looking, well, what kind of payment are you looking at? Not the price of the car. Well, how high of a payment? What kind of payment are we looking at? And that's just sort of the world we live in. So, so giving helps us kind of give a release on that kind of stuff. And for us, and, and the, really the call to the church, just beyond sort of church giving, like I said, is holistically living. It's for us to live with margin. You want to live with margin so you can live on mission. Live with margin so you can live on mission. Now, I don't have like $100 just to give away to anything, but I also kind of do. There's just, there's just enough. I can make do. Right? Giving up 100 bucks, I can survive. I can figure that out. I can sell some of my rabbits, which is fine because they will, they will make more. You don't know, I have, a, I have a rabbit farm, involuntarily a rabbit farm in my backyard. We can figure that out. So there's a prompting. All right, let me do this. Now, again, person doesn't have to say thank you. Money doesn't have to come magically in Venmo. That, that's not the point. The point is, you know what? I'm glad I did that. I don't regret that. I feel the prompting I'm going to give. And Jesus tells this story that covers some, some really strong social, political conversations, but it's also about our availability. It's also about margin. And it's a super familiar story. It's in Luke 10. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of read through some of it this morning, and uh, we'll kind of talk about this idea of, of, of having margin, right? Allowing yourself some margin, living with some margin so that you can live on mission. And the story goes like this in Luke 10. If you, if you know it, there's a person walking alongside a road. Jesus is telling this story. And he gets attacked. And there's, there's robbers. They beat him. They leave him by the side of the road. He's, just, he's, he's left, right? He's, 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 he's desperate. Has nothing. Been stripped of everything. 
laying in a ditch on the side of the road. And his priest goes by, he skips to the other side of the street. He's like, I, don't, I, I can't be bothered with that right now. I've got to get to Mass or whatever. Levite goes by, I've got, I got stuff to do at the temple. That guy looks unclean. I can't be touching blood right now. I've got to get, to, I got to get to over to church and, and, and do my stuff. But the Samaritan, as we know this story, the Samaritan stops. And by way of context, uh, the Jews thought of Samaritans as, as ungodly, half-breed race, and they avoided them at all costs. So this is not someone you'd look to in a story to be, to be the hero of any story. This is something like, oh, gross, a Samaritan. This is what the hearer is hearing. But they would have thought, oh, priests, we like priests. Oh, we, we like Levites. We like these guys. We like gold and, and temples and, and, and ceremony. They should avoid that guy. But the Samaritan stops. And it says he, he, he says this. He he went to him. He bandaged his wounds. Sorry, I'll just read it from here. As Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. He put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took, the, took two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. So there's a few things we see about this story when we think about it in our own lives. Living generously requires, requires a few things for us. One of those things that requires that we live with eyes wide open. Right? Eyes wide open. To the sensitivity of the spirit to what's going on around them. The first thing we see when this guy's going by says he sees the man. He saw him. Well, so of course he saw him. But how often do we miss that? How often do we miss that story in our lives of someone who needs help, who is desperate, who is hurting, who is broken, that we can help? Well, I don't know that person, and I can't. No, he saw him. He saw this man. And I'm not sure, given today, like the way we walk, well, he's walking on the road, what else is he going to do? Now we're, but now we'd be on our phones. We totally miss that guy. I see people walking around with iPads, right? No, no judgment if you're reading a book or something, but we're not in, in the world of looking around. We think about ourselves. We think about what we're doing now, and then when, then we, we're not doing that, we're sort of jumped onto the digital space, so what's everyone else doing right now? And there's a lack of awareness that we all have, right? The situation awareness of what is happening right now? What is happening this day? Is there something else going on as I'm standing maybe in line or I'm at work or in this, this season or at this party or this family gathering out on the patio? Lord, is there something I can see here? He sees the man. He sees the man. Living generously takes an, an awareness of what's going on around us. If we don't see it, Right? If we don't see it, how can we be generous? Like, what's happening around me? How can I be generous in this moment with my time, with my words, uh, maybe with resources, maybe with a gift? And attention is, is, is the greatest gift you can give. Attention is the greatest gift you can give. We think about this man paying attention to someone who's broken and hurt and, and in need. So attention is the greatest gift. And it's been called the rarest form of generosity, more so than ever now, attention. Right? It's, it's hard to get through 10 minutes with anyone without them looking at their phone or their watch. Right? Attention. Can we give attention? Right? This, this, this Samaritan took it upon himself. I'm going to pay attention in this moment. I'm going to pay attention in this moment. He bandaged his wounds, brought out his oil and wine, treated the wounds. And he was available. He was available to this, this person hurting. Right? And we don't know this guy's background, if he was a doctor or whatever, but he's, he's willing to help. He's like, I can do this. Right? And your availability, when it comes to the needs around you, your availability is more important than your ability. You can say, oh, well, you know, I don't know how to handle that because I'm not a, I'm not a paramedic. Uh, I don't know, I don't have counseling. I'm, I'm not sure if I should get involved. Your availability to someone 
when giving over to God is more important than your ability. Too often we write ourselves out, well, I don't, you know, I'm not good with words, or you know, I don't really have the time, I don't have the, I don't have the money, I'm not good at music, I'm not good at kids, I'm, I'm not good with people. Whatever those, those excuses you have are for not engaging other people who may be hurting or maybe needs, needs you, your availability to God, your availability to God in a moment is more important than your ability. Next thing we'll see here, we talk about living generously. We, we, want, to be, we want to be aware. We, want, we need to be vulnerable. There's a vulnerability. Right? There's a vulnerability when we give, give. When we give of our time and our moment, especially in this moment. Because this person, this Samaritan, he was a man, I, I love to help. What help? What if I go over there? What if I go over there and I don't want my help? What do they say? Get away from me, Samaritan. Get away from me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I don't need help. I don't need help from you especially. What if they said that? There's a vulnerability when we reach out. Because you know what? Sometimes you're going to get your feelings hurt. You ever been there? You're just trying to do the right thing. You're trying to uh, bring up the right conversation and do something helpful. And it just kind of gets shunned. It hurts a little bit. It hurts our feelings. It hurts our pride. It doesn't matter though. If God's calling us that, that, that attention that care, that obedience, it's obedience to God. That's more important, the vulnerability. And how often do you find ourselves caught up in that space? Something pings your heart. Uh, I should probably lob that person a text. I wonder how they're doing. Maybe I should give them a call. Maybe it's a family member, a neighbor. Maybe you should just go talk to your neighbor. I see him bringing out the trash. Maybe it's a family member you haven't talked to forever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, they probably don't want to hear from me. What if I say the wrong thing? You know, what if they're mad about something? We just find ourselves caught. We're paralyzed. We don't do it. How often do you see someone after a while and like, oh my gosh, I've totally been thinking about you. How are you doing? But like you didn't text or call ahead of time. Those are the responses. That's the, that's the kingdom life that we're encouraging all of us to live in. To, live in. That awareness, be generous with our moments. Oh, wow, like that's on my heart. Uh, what if I say something wrong? Who cares? Do it. It's not going to be that wrong. Hey, I just want to let you know I've been thinking about you. How's it going? Man, there's been times I've done that and I get no response. There's times I've done that and it's like, oh, everything's good. There's times I've done that though and someone's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you reached out right now. You would not believe what I'm going through. And that's the moments we're playing for. I don't want to miss that. I don't mind letting a few go by that don't, didn't need to be there, but I don't want to miss that moment. I don't want to miss that moment. This guy who was traveling, presumably somewhere he needed to be important, which wasn't more important than what was happening in the road, road in front of him. And destiny, when God calls it, it really, fate, right, or destiny, or purpose, it rarely comes in the moments of our choosing. Right? That was not in the moment of his choosing. Oh, I hope this happens on my way. I hope there's an opportunity. No, this is happening now. And there's a vulnerability to give up and reach out. Some people are hard, right? We don't know. He didn't know what this guy was gonna, how this guy was going to respond. We all know people are hurting. Hurt people hurt people. It can be difficult. There's a vulnerability. We see time. Living generously is not just about having money on like margin. It's having some time on margin. He took time. He took time. He gave time to take this guy on his own donkey to the inn. Right? And time is our most valuable asset, yet it also can be our, most, our greatest gift. Time, can I give time? Who has extra time anymore? Nobody, nobody has time, right? We have no time. We have, we're negative time. 
we're so deep in other things that we need to be doing. Like, how can we even begin to engage something else? Right, so living with your monetary, monetary life, your fiscal life, and having some margin is, is as important. Something some margin in your time. And I get it, especially young families. Like, I don't know. We're playing 10 sports, and I got the school play, and we got music, and I've got this, all these things. Hey, I don't, I'm not judging that. I think those are great things. But sometimes there's decisions. Is there any time? Is there any margin for something to come up? Because it's great when it's all going. And I've been there in ministry. When you're, you have, oh, I got my family going on here, and I've, got, I, I've had young family in the past. Yeah, I have my family, it's busy, and ministry's busy, and people need things. And at some point, you kind of find this balance, and you're like, okay, I got balance. I got work-life balance. I got ministry-life balance. It's like, all right, nobody move. Nobody move, because everything will be just fine. We live in the nobody move. Nobody move. All right, we got this. That's not a great place to live because things are going to come up over here and you're going to have to be there. Things are going to come up over here and you're going to need to be able to go over here. So we need to allow ourselves some movement. We have to allow ourselves some margin. This guy takes time. And I don't know where, we don't know where he was going. We don't know how much time he had. But we know he took time to take this guy there. But you know what I also saw? He didn't stay there for the extra three days. He said, here's what I can do now. I can do this. Like, all right. Well, you know what? I can do it. I have margin. I was planning on getting there a little early. So I just have some downtime to see the city and do some sightseeing. But you know what? I can take care of this guy. Because my meetings don't start till, till, till Tuesday. He had enough margin. I said, all right, now he's here. Now I'm going get, to get, get on my way. So we're not asking everyone just to wipe out your calendar and just sort of free float through life. That's not realistic. But allow opportunity. Allow opportunity. I see this guy, too, with his, with his resource. Again, we don't know his background. He seems like he has some resource. He obviously pays for it, pays for the inn, pays the innkeeper. Say, hey, if, there's, if, there's, if it goes over, I'll come back and pay you more. And you're like, well, it must be nice to have that kind of money. We don't know. We don't know what kind of money he had. He had enough. He had enough. One of the things I, I, I've learned uh, personally and I've really tried to challenge people with as, as we live generously, and this is with your, your, your time and your talents and, 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 your, and, your, and your money, your resources, so often, when I chat with people about serving or giving or purpose or dreams or direction or something they want to do for God, it's like, well, I want to, but I can't right now. I got to wait till I have more of this. Once I have more money, then I can do this. Once I have more time, then I can do this. Uh, you know, I want to, I'd love to be, be, be more generous with nonprofits, and so, but I can't right now. But once I have more money, I'll be fine. I'll do it. Here's what I've learned, and someone helped me understand this. You are as generous with a little as you would be with a lot. You are as generous with a little as you would be with a lot. Because it starts with the little. Right? We always, well, if I won the lottery, I'd give a half of it to the church. You would not. You would not. Maybe you would. I hope you would. But I don't think you would. But we think, oh, if I, just, if I win it, then I'll start, then I'll start giving. Hey, if something opens up, once work gets easier, then I'll be able to start serving. Right, once this goes this way, then I can start thinking about uh, other parts of the world and maybe how I can care, care about them or serve them. Or how, you know, how can I support Florida or, or the Ukraine? Well, I can't right now. But once I get over here, then I can. You are as generous with a little as you would be with a lot. It's just a principle. And it's practical. Right? It's like the widow's might doesn't have much, but I'm giving it. Wow, I've got extra five minutes a week. All right, well, what can we do with that five minutes a week? Five dollars. 
right? Whatever that is. You are as generous with a little as you would be with a lot. And that can be a challenging sort of, sort of concept for some of us, but it's something to think about. Right? Even with your friends, your family, this isn't all about money. That's just part of it. It's not just about giving. It's about how we live. It's about living. You think about your calendar. Oh, yeah. They sh- I sh- oh, gosh, family. Sometimes it's hard to make time for family. It just can be. Our lives are packed. They have no margin. We're over margin. We're in a negative of time. We're in credit card debt. There's too many things we wish we can do that we're not doing. And yet there seems to be a call throughout Scripture to live with, with hands just open. Like here. Here, I'm open. God, give me something. Give me something. Let me do something. I'm going to call the worship team up. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap up from here. Lord, I pray for us this, this week as we just consider this story. Even over the next couple days, and we all have people on our heart, and some of are like, oh gosh, I already know who, what he wants me to do to this person or give to this thing. But may God reveal your neighbor. Right? Because the question is, who's my neighbor? And there's a story of, of, of care and of help and of resource and time and availability and vulnerability. Would God reveal that person to you this week, a person this week? Or who can, I, who can I minister to this week? Who can I be available to this week? They're not on my calendar right now, Lord. I don't really have the time. I don't have the money for an extra lunch. I don't feel like sending the text. I don't want to do the phone call, but Lord, I'm, I'm open. If you have somebody, if you have somebody for me, Lord, this week, I, I'm open. Right, and that's my prayer. Who, who's my neighbor this week? Who can I care for this week? Help me see somebody this week that I can bless. Maybe it's a one-time thing. Maybe it's an ongoing thing, right? Maybe they say thank you. Maybe they don't. Maybe you get some magical Venmo. Maybe, maybe you don't. I don't know. But I would ask for the opportunity. Lord, show me somebody this week. Maybe it's a text. It's a phone call. It's a coffee. It's a letter. There's somebody this week, Lord. Put somebody on my heart. So, God, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for your grace. Uh, We thank you that your spirit leads and guides, God, that we are not on our own, that we have a helper. So Holy Spirit, we invite you as we close just to minister to us so that you may use us, Lord. Activate us, God. Activate us to those in need. Lord, call attention. Call attention to our hearts to those, Lord, around us, across the street, out of state, across country, Lord, around the world, somebody that we we can reach out to this week. We love you, Lord. Amen.